I want to read this verse to you, Revelation 1 verse 8. It says this, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. Who is, who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Before we get into the talk, before we explain what this dominion thing is all about, something real important to settle right at the start about God's character is that He is eternal which means He was here before creation. He was here during creation. He is here now and He will be here forever. And if you're not a Christian in the room or you came here, you're not quite sure what you believe. See, I believe that God is eternal, that God is here now. He is here tomorrow. He was here yesterday. He will always be here and He wants to know you. He wants to know you personally. He wants to know you individually. And Revelation 1 verse 5 to 6, it says this, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. That's Jesus. That's what Dan was talking about. We'll get into that a little bit more in a bit. And has made us into a kingdom and priest, a kingdom and priest to serve his God, the Father. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. That God, the eternal God, this isn't like a Marvel sketch. There is a multiple. There's one God and he is eternal. That one God, he is building and has built a kingdom that he wants you to be a part of. He doesn't want to leave you on the sidelines. He wants you to be involved. And we're going to explain a little bit about what that kingdom is all about today. Um, But that's a kingdom. It's a kingdom that challenges the status quo. A A kingdom that challenges what's normal in our society. A kingdom that fights with love, that fights with hope, which fights with justice. It's a kingdom that looks a little bit different and God wants you to be involved in that kingdom. That's what I believe tonight. So I'm going to pray quickly. God, I thank you. I thank you that you are building your kingdom and Lord, that you invite us to be a part of it. And I pray tonight that we would have ears to hear what it is you want to say to us and God, eyes to see what it is you're doing in the world around us and in our lives as well. Amen. Why don't you go head back to your seats, grab someone on the way back and say, for the kingdom. Yes, come on, grab someone. Why don't we give a little round of applause to the band? Didn't they do an awesome job tonight? Come on. These guys are amazing, using their gifts to serve Jesus. So good, so good. Um, The title of my talk today, um, it is Dominion. Um, Is anyone here a Jurassic Park fan? Yeah, you know that movie, Jurassic Park Dominion, right? It's all about when dinosaurs are around at the same point as humans, and they're trying to work out who is like the apex predator, who is in charge, who is in control of this world. We're not going to look at Jurassic Park for too long tonight. I know that'll make some of you a little bit sad, but we're looking at the idea of God's kingdom, what that is, what that means to my life, and how God reigns and is in control of all of that. And so... I went to the place that I think um, gives me a lot of answers in life, and it is this, Google. Um, Google defines kingdom as a country, state, or territory ruled by a king or a queen, right? A location, a territory, or a state ruled by somebody. Um, And it comes from the Latin, right? Check it out. I did my research. The Latin dominus, uh, which means master. And you, you know words with the ending D-O-M, dom? It's a suffix that's used to suggest that something reigns as master over it. So for example, when we talk about freedom, freedom is a state where being free is central to it. It is reigning in that 
situation. When we talk about kingdom, it is a state where a monarch reigns. And so when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about a place, but I don't think it's defined to a place. I think it's defined by a state, a state where God reigns. And I believe today that God is inviting us to be a part of that kingdom. And we do that by inviting God into our lives and saying, God, would you reign in me so that I can be a part of that kingdom? I think that's pretty awesome. Um, so to kick us off, I thought I'd show you a few kingdoms. Um, so I'm going to chuck one up on the screen, and I want you to think, who is the ruler of that kingdom? Have we got any answers? Anyone even know where that is? That's Wakanda. Oh, here's a... Almost. Black Panther, yes. King T'Challa, what a guy. There he is on the screen. Okay, um, although there might be a new movie, right? I'm not sure what's going on there. We won't get into that. We won't get into that. Um, here's another one on the screen. Anyone know? Who is the king of this place? Yeah, okay. Someone said it. Aslan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aslan is the one true king of Narnia. Um, here's a third one. I got one more. Any ideas? Oh, someone said Darth Vader. Oh, what was what, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks across the room? Okay, okay. There's a lot of like different opinions on this because like I, I assume it is. Star Wars is a big controversial thing, but hey. Um, here is who I think the king of this empire is. Here it is. What a beautiful man. Emperor Palpatine, what a guy. Um, and so we're looking at the kingdom of God tonight. We're looking at the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom where God rules. Um, and so we're going to get back into this in a little bit. But I think this kingdom, this is good news, okay? It's good news. Now, I wonder what you do when you get good news, okay? So I looked up some good news stories. Here's a few of the top headlines that I came up with. The Italian Navy had discovered a pig-faced shark in the Mediterranean. Check it out. Isn't that the ugliest creature you've ever seen? That is horrible, right? Apparently, it makes a strange noise when it's fished out of the water. There we go. Um, makes a weird noise when it's fished out of the water. There we go. Um, also, check this out, check this out. An American geologist discovered a volcanic gemstone shaped like the cookie monster. Isn't that madness? It, check this out. This is his quote. Probably the most perfect cookie monster out there. I mean, what, what a day to discover that. There's some good news. But I wonder how you respond when you receive some good news. But I think there are some good news in the Bible, okay? And I want to go right back to an old book in the Bible. It's called Isaiah. And in this book, Isaiah, he writes at a time in the world where what's happened is this place called Jerusalem, Jerusalem was known as like God's place, right? This was the place where God reigned. He was like the king over this place. And what happens in Jerusalem is they get taken over, destroyed by a place called Babylon. Um, and then what happens is a lot of people get sent off to different places and some stay behind. They're called the remnant. And they're wondering, why is this place in ruin? Surely God was supposed to reign in this place. God was with Jerusalem. But they found out a bunch of it is because of their own doing. A bunch of it was because they became corrupt and different things. Um, but then we see this story in the Bible. It's a story about a kingdom very similar, like parallel to what Jerusalem is going through. And it's a story about a watchman and a messenger in this kingdom that has been completely destroyed. Here's what it says, Isaiah 52, 7 to 8. 
How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. So in the middle of this chaos, in the middle of this rubble, there's this messenger that comes along and he's saying this good news, that there is the king. The king still reigns even in the rubble and he is coming back to reign over this nation. Now, I don't know about you, but it's really difficult to focus on uh, what is coming when you're faced with the reality of what is, right? So let me put this into a different, different kind of set of words. Um, it's hard to fix your eyes on God when you're faced with a situation in your life that is difficult. And I think there is some more good news in all of this. See, I believe that God is with us in our struggles, but there is more good news. Here's why I think it. Because that word, good news, that is shown in this book of Isaiah, this word is carried out through the Bible. And it shows up again in the New Testament, which is like the second half of the Bible. And it's about the life of Jesus. The books about the life of Jesus use this word, euangelion, which means good news, but it's also to do with announcing a new ruler or someone reigning over a place. And it shows up again when Jesus shows up. Here's what it says, Luke 17, 20 to 21. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he, Jesus, answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Jesus comes not only as a messenger announcing that the kingdom of God is coming, that the king is coming back, but he shows up as the king. This centurion guy recognizes that Jesus is king and everybody kind of celebrates in one part of the Bible. He shows up. But people see him as a little bit of a threat. Why? Because he goes and he collects 12 disciples, which kind of represents the 12 different tribes of this place, Israel, that he's in. And so people think Jesus is there to show up and take over this place. And what does Jesus do? He goes and gets himself a crown. But this crown isn't the kind of crown that we'd expect, right? This is a crown made of thorns. And he gets onto a throne, but it isn't the throne that we expect him to get on. He gets nailed to a cross and elevated in the air. Now, if I was planning to take over a nation to become king, that's not how I would have gone about it. But see, the thing about God's kingdom is it looks a little bit different to what we'd expect it to look like. Um, and some of the best news that we believe as Christians, like Dan already explained a little bit, is that when we decided we could do better than God, we pushed God away. And in that moment, what God did is he came down as a man called Jesus and he took on all of our punishment. That king that we talked about in Isaiah who was coming, this was Jesus who came and died in our place, took on our punishment so that we could be reunited with God, so that we could be seen as right through God. Here's what it says, John 5, 24, very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from what? Crossed over from death to life. See, Jesus' kingdom looks different. Jesus dies, and in doing that, he gives us life. Not just now, living life to the full knowing God, but a life that is eternal. Um, when I was at school, uh, me and my friends, we used to go to the gym. And uh, one of the things we liked to do was compete and see who could lift like the most weight 
out of all of us. As you can imagine, it wasn't me most of the time. Um, but we remember, I remember one day, we were on this like bench press machine. So it's kind of like a squat, but on a weird machine. Anyway, um, and we were trying to do this, and we kept leveling up, right? We're going up all of the weights. It's looking good. Um, and I get to this part where I'm straining, but I just about make it. And I got this friend, Ewan. Now, Ewan doesn't like to lose. And so Ewan gets on this machine, and he like maxes out the machine. He puts all the weight on this machine. He's like, I am going to do it. And so he starts to push on this machine. Um, and you can see him, he's straining, but the machine's starting to move. It's starting to creak a little bit. But then there's this other creak. And the creak is not his bones, it's not his body, it's his bowels, right? He's starting to make some sort of noise. Um, and then suddenly it echoes around the room and the smell echoes around the room too, right? He lets the biggest one rip that I have ever seen in my life, right? It was not a good moment for him. Um, but the thing is, so often we try our best to show how good we are by showing dominance, right? That's something that our culture teaches. Um, often it comes out in a big fart, but there we go. We try to show our dominance um, in order, and we'd expect if God was coming as a king, if Jesus was coming as a king, we'd expect him to come in dominance. We'd expect him to come with an army, the best army. We'd expect him to show up and destroy everybody, but he doesn't. He does it different. He shows up and he dies in order to set us free. And then there's this other story. While Jesus is alive, um, two of his followers, his disciples, um, they start arguing. They're arguing about who gets to sit next to Jesus when they're in heaven. Uh, it's a crazy argument. And then it kicks off amongst the disciples because they're like, how are you arguing about this? Like, I want to be there. I want to be there. Jesus shows up. And here's what it says. Matthew 20, verse 25 to 28. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, they lord it over them. And the high officials, they exercise authority over them. They go around going on about their authority. They want to tell everybody about how powerful they are, how much money they've got. But then he goes on, he says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great, you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man, Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, in our culture, we want to be the best. If we want to be the best, then we have to go to the best school. We have to go to the best college. We have to go to the best university, get the best house. Get the best sports car. Maybe be the most well-known YouTuber. Get the most likes on Instagram or TikTok. We want to be the best in that way. But Jesus says, it's not that way in my kingdom. It's not that way in my kingdom. What would it look like for this generation to be a generation who does it different? Who loves people who are unlovable? Who cares for people that no one else seems to care for? A generation that in order to be rich not financially, gives everything away, everything they've got, not for themselves, not for their own gain, but gives it away to help other people and to glorify the name of Jesus. What would it look like if we did it different? A different kind of kingdom. Remember, we talked about kingdom of God as a state where God reigns. So if I want God, if I want to be a part of God's kingdom, to let him reign in my life, then I have to say, God, it's not about me. It's not about how well-known I am, but it's about how well-known I make the name of Jesus. See, I believe that that mentality, that could change this nation. Life Century Youth, I believe that you can be a part of that, 
of flipping the world upside down one step at a time. And it gets better. We don't have to do this on our own. This isn't something we strive for and keep trying to do. But as Jesus left the earth, one of the last things he did, he said he was sending another like himself. He was sending the Holy Spirit, God to be with us, which means that we can invite God into our lives so that we haven't got to do this life on our own. And when we let him reign in us, he uses us to be a part of that rule and that reign. Check it out. The first time you see the word rule in the Bible, right at the start, Genesis 1, 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that we, they may rule over the fish and the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock, the wild animals, over all the creatures, creatures? creatures that move along the ground. The first time we see rule is Jesus saying that we can rule over creation. See, God's design was for us to be a part of that rule and reign, a part of his dominion. We are created to rule and reign over creation. But let get this, this is important. Not our view of rule. Our view of rule is dominance. Our view of rule is power. God wants us to be a part of that rule and reign, but loving people who are unlovable, serving people who no one else would serve, challenging notions in our society where we're told that one way is the right way, but we know God has a different way. And the more we get to know the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, the more we can see what those things are as well. See, if you're a Christian here today, making the name of Jesus known has to be your number one priority. It has to be to love people, to serve people. And if you're not a Christian, here's the thing. You get a choice today. You get a choice whether or not you want to be a part of that dominion, a part of that kingdom. Um, I'm going to invite you all to jump up and head on forward a little bit. Don't get too distracted. If the band want to jump us up as well, that would be awesome. Why don't we all head a little bit closer? Uh, we came to the front earlier because we're, we're family, right? So we do this together. We hang out together. Um, When I get a gift, um, I don't know what your response is when you get a good gift. Now, I'm one of those people who I can't really hide my emotions that well. Um, and so I remember this one time on Instagram, I saw a reel, and it was this advert for a bag resealer, right? Game changer. I thought, you know what? I can reseal my bag of crisps when I'm halfway through. Who even does that? Like, you just eat the bag of crisps, right? But I was like, I'm going to do it. This thing shows up, and it's in pieces. Like, it is the worst thing I have ever spent my money on. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, but I was going around telling everybody, like, no, it's great. It's a really good invention. Like, because I didn't want to admit that it wasn't actually that good. But the thing is, when we actually get something that is good, when we get some good news or we get a good present, we can't help to, but tell people when we get a good gift. In Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, just before Jesus leaves, here's what he says to his followers. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Here it is. This is the kingdom call, right? This is what it's all about. I think there are three things that we can do when we think about God's kingdom. Here's the three steps that I think that we can take next. Number one, we recognize His reign. Right, we talked about Jesus. 
God who came down as a man, accepting what Jesus did on that cross and how it means that we can know God for ourselves today. Number two, we can accept His reign in our lives. Accepting His reign in our lives, allowing God to shape us. We talked about the Holy Spirit in us. I believe that He can help shape us and mold us so that our character becomes more like God's. See, we live in a culture today where like my truth is the truth for me, um, but your truth is the truth for you. Like different truth are people's truth, but I, I think that's a lie, honestly. Because the thing is, what I think is true for one minute, next minute I realize that I don't think it is true anymore. Um, so if my truth is my truth and yours is your truth, then no one actually knows the truth. So we don't know if there is a truth. When I say I want to be a part of God's kingdom, it means allowing Him to reign in me, which says, you know what, I'm going to accept God's truth which might be a little bit different to our society. It might be a little bit different in some areas like we've spoken about. We spoke about at the start how being at the top means serving other people. It isn't what we naturally say a kingdom looks like. See, sometimes God's way looks a little bit different for us. We can accept His reign in our lives. And number three, if you're a Christian, tell the world, tell the world, this Jesus stuff, we're all here tonight. Your leaders are here. We're here because we believe Jesus changes lives. And just like those disciples, we believe that it is our job as Christians to spread the name of Jesus to the nations. And I believe today that God is offering His hand out and saying, do you know what? Do you want to be a part of that kingdom? Do you want to be a part of spreading this name across the nations? Seeing people's lives transformed. And so if you're a Christian, I believe that's a step that you can take as well. See, I believe God is inviting you to be a part of this kingdom, but you get to choose whether or not you're in. You get to choose whether or not you're in. And so we're going to do a little bit of a response thing right now. Um, the first response is this. I'm going to ask you all to, to shut your eyes. Just nothing weird's going on. I just want you to not get distracted by the people around you because it's so easy to do. The first response is... Do you want to accept the reign of God in your life? Do you want to accept God's way over society's way? And that, that can be a scary thing to do. A real scary thing to do because it says, you know what? Even if the world comes against me, even if it looks difficult, I'm going to trust that God knows best. That's a hard place to be. But if that's you in the room, I want you to just stick your hand in the air for a second. And some leaders are going to have their eyes open. They're going to look around. And all they want to do is just spend a bit of time praying with you. They just want to pray for you. If you're a leader, if you can make your way to some people, that'd be awesome. And all we're going to do is we're going to spend a few minutes just praying. Uh, and the band are going to pray. Uh, they're not going to pray, they're going to play. Um, and we're going to spend a little bit of time in this moment. And we believe that God's kingdom is coming. We get to be a part of it. But we also believe God's kingdom is here, that God reigns and God is in this place. And so tonight, we're going to worship. We're going to sing a song to God, about God. And it's called Build My Life, right? And if that's you tonight... Why don't you listen to those words, hear those words, get somebody to pray for you. If these are words that, that they resonate with you, if they hit you, then uh, grab somebody, get them to pray with you. 
and we're going to spend a bit of time worshiping. Let me pray. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for these young people. Jesus, and we thank you that, God, your kingdom looks different. And we get a choice whether or not we're going to be a part of that, Jesus. And I pray tonight, God, that we would be bold, bold enough to say, God, we want to go your way. We want to be a part of your kingdom, even though it looks different to the kingdom of culture, even though it looks different to the world around us. God, I pray that we would be strong. In your name, amen.